as a Jets fan, yes, as a battered Jets fan, yeah. hello, you play to win the game. <laughs> like, I can't. How am I going to do that? How are you going to make that jump? That. I appreciate that. Let's I go to eat a damn snack. We're taking receipts, and I can't wait to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number seven of the Battered Jets Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, I got my two other battered, well, one of the Battered mm. Jets fan, and then just an overall <laughs> battered fan. Uh, so I'm going to kick it over to Mr. Peter Fanatic first. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing quite amazing, man. It's always good to talk football with you. We just got done watching Hard Knocks, and then, you know, our brother from another show, Mr. Gunny Gumby, it's always a pleasure having him here. Yo. So it's, it's amazing having you here again, sir. Hey, what's good, gents? What's good, man? It's been too long. I feel like we've been playing this game of Duck, Duck, Goose for a little while mm. now. I'm trying to go ahead and make this happen. <laughs> I want to apologize. You know what I'm saying? Our schedules have gotten hectic. Ours, mm-hmm. ours collectively. So I'm glad to be here. Now, I will say this. I'm a little bit salty because I had planned on watching Hard Knocks so we can go ahead and I could literally chop it up with you guys intellectually. But my family surprised me with a random visit from Jersey and New York. And so I was a little bit distracted. But nonetheless, I've been following on Twitter. I've, I've got some snippets. So go ahead. No spoilers. I don't, I don't care about that. Just send it my way. Well, yeah, spoilers, are spoilers are coming your way. For sure. Spoilers are coming your way. Let's do it. So Let's the do very it. first thing I want to address, and Manny does a great job of going timeline-wise, but I just want to throw this out there. Yeah. Okay, just overall assessment. Is there a chance that people start watching this and all of a sudden, like, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Mm. he's not as big of an asshole as I thought because I kind of get a sense that, I mean, obviously he's a jet now. So, and I never really disliked him to begin with. I thought maybe he might be a little weird, but I never disliked him. But some people think that he might be an asshole, but watching these episodes, it's like, this guy seems like he's pretty cool. He's pretty cool. It's, it's, it is weird because I, I, I was thinking this last week, right? And we, we've had a taste of it, you know what I'm saying, as Jets fans. And, of course, British Fanatic watches Jets content because he's in the AFC East, likes to stay apprised of what's going on. So one Jets drive as well. You've seen a lot of the opposite of everything we've been hearing about who Aaron Rodgers is, whether it was on one Jets drive, now on Hard Knocks, who gets you into the nit and gritty and doesn't go ahead and beautify it to go ahead and make it motivational and inspirational. Mm-hmm. They're showing you things as is. And you're seeing it now with Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, well, damn. I mean, I, I thought this guy was a jerk. Like, what is what is going on? And it's almost as if, like, you can tell how things might have got twisted a little bit in terms of how he felt with the organization. The fan base might have took it a specific way as if it was a specific slight to them. Um, he's a grown man. A grown man had an issue with his boss, and that somehow related to the fan base talking about, like, felt like he turned on them when it was purely professional, not personal. And I think we're starting to see that in terms of, okay, this is Aaron Rodgers. A lot of the stuff that that we might have heard about in the past was probably some hurt feelings from specific fan bases or specific reporters that Aaron Rodgers wasn't giving him access to. I don't know, man. I I, I liked him before. I'm loving him now. <laughs> I, I, Wait till you watch this episode. I loved him. I lo- always loved the guy as a player. I think, Danny, I don't know if when, when we were trading notes in our online notes thing that we I put. Aaron Rodgers has some of the prettiest balls. And I said, you know what? That's going to be taken the wrong <laughs> way. Balls. Balls. Let me, let, let, right. <laughs> let, let, let me delete that. But when I, you always enjoy the way the man throws the ball. Listen, yeah. he, his, his face may look like he's 45, 
but his arm is still 27 years old. Yep. He throws a crispy ass ball. And Gunny, one of the things we talked about last week was because you know in the first episode they were very adamant about how, everything Aaron Rodgers. Like the whole episode yeah. was about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But one of the things the defense kept talking about is like, hey, you guys were in the right spot, but that's Aaron Rodgers throwing that ball. And I think that's going to apply to a lot of the teams that you guys play this year. You're going to play some really good defenses this year. And Aaron Rodgers is still going to be Aaron Rodgers. And sometimes make your defense look like fools. I mean, yeah. I, I, I've been saying it. I know it sounds very cliche, the whole iron sharpens iron type of thing, right? Yeah. But, but seeing, I think, watching Hard Knocks last week and seeing how the defense themselves were sitting there and all like, how the f- did he just do that like mm-hmm. we, we had blanket coverage when the defense is sitting there like in awe of how it might have even happened knowing they did their job um it's telling and this is a top five defense in the nfl arguably in contention for number one defense this coming season and oh, for and- them to feel that way it lets you know like man i can't wait to go ahead and face off some of these teams who don't have a chance in terms of the caliber of a defense he's practicing against. It's it's exciting times to be a Jets fan, man. It's been oh, and, it's been a long and time. And we're gonna get into the, the defense day because we because after that first preseason game, I, I well, we're gonna get to that. Right. So so let's just talk right, talk about right, the episode right, right. first. Yeah. Let's talk about the episode first and then we'll go over to the preseason game. So episode starts and I thought it was kind of interesting with this guy. What was his name? Oz Perriman or something like that? Yeah. Dude, awesome segment the way they started off. Like, it left you in awe of how he does it, right? It's not really Jets-related, I guess. But it's cool to see mm-hmm. kind of the, the activities see. that they You'll do. The, the, group, the, the group chemistry, oh. like the chemistry was building that the, activities. The mentalist guy? The yes. mentalist guy? Yeah, yeah I saw he, that in the he was, earlier. Oh, he was my. with uh, was it, what uh, that the good? Seahawks last week. Yeah. He is that guy. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, no, 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 no. no. First of all. He freaking um, old boy's uh, code. DK Metcalf's freaking phone code. Yo, DK freaked out so quick, grabbed his phone real quick. Give me that. By the way, than uh, this guy from the Cowboys rookie night, uh, draft night. If you've never seen Oz Perman before on America's Got Talent, this guy is legit. I mean, like, he is as big as he is because he has made many people, like, just blow their fucking minds. Oz Perman, that was a great way to start the show. I, I was watching in awe the way he figured everything out. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be an awesome segment. And then after that, okay. we kind of finally get into some football. Right. With the. Uh, with the practices and they're getting testy. And I kind of always hear this, right? You always hear the players and coaches say that after you kind of play against your own teammates a couple of weeks, like things start getting testy and you're like, I yeah. need to play against an opposing team. And you yeah. saw it, man. There were fights breaking out. And I wanted to call out because I, I think I brought this up last week, how I was disappointed that they didn't show the Jeremy Rucker, Michael Clemens fight. Right. Right. No, they, they showed it this week. And <laughs> you had Garrett Wilson saying, Dude, I would not mess with Michael Clemens because that's a big man. <laughs> but I give it to Jamie Ruckert. Furthermore, Garrett Wilson said, if I see Michael Clemens getting into a fight with our offense, I'm going to be on Michael Clemens' side. <laughs> like, that, that's how scared That's how yeah. scared he is of Michael Clemens. Yeah. I thought that I'm was hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a DB snap. at that point. I'm a DB. Oh, no, man, I, I thought I that was awesome. I like I like Quentin Williams when when right after the fight ended, he's like, you know what? I kind of like when tight ends get into it with the end. Sometimes the end needs to get smacked in the mouth. So mm-hmm. like I I thought that that it was good. Um, I thought it was really entertaining seeing how feisty they were getting and the fact that they just needed to get in with somebody else. So I, I really enjoyed that that uh, that segment. You're, you're gonna enjoy that too, Gunny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what did you think about the QB room with? Uh, they were. Giving still images, or no, no, short clips, almost in yep. slow mo, yep. of Aaron Rodgers faking the ball, it, and they had other QBs in the QB room guessing is the right. left side a pass or a run. Same yep. thing for the right side, and I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't I make like, it onto the show if they weren't guessing it incorrectly. 
I, I liked how Zach Wilson said that shit ass fake that he has, and Aaron Rodgers said, "What'd you say? What was it you said to me?" Yeah, that that that, that was dope. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're in for a good show. He literally oh looked. God, at, he looked. He goes. He goes that shit ass fake that you have, and Aaron Rodgers like, the well, fuck did you just say about? And then they started guessing like, it wrong. Please. They did. They did. And I forgot. I forgot what, which of the QBs it was that that said. Oh, he likes to when he. He gives it away to the oh, run. He does it with two hands. Oh, two hands. Like two hand fake or, two yeah. fakes or something. It was Timboyle. It, it was Timboyle. And then he got it wrong. And then Aaron Rodgers kind of – I forgot what he says. He said something to him. He looks at him off. Uh, like, come on yeah, now. Two hand fake. Come on right? now. Two hand fake, Come on, right? son. Come on, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That was really cool. I, and, and more than okay. anything, I mean, it's fun for us to watch. But right. I kind of like to show that, that the other QBs are learning so much. Like Zach Wilson is like yeah. learning like yeah. – Look, the, mm-hmm. this guy does it almost identical, whether it be pass or run. It looks almost identical the way he delivers the ball to the running back. And these are the small things that you need to learn. And I yep. love to see that that's happening in the QB room. Zach Wilson is soaking all this in. And I really th- – and I know people – and we don't want to talk about Zach Wilson two years from now, right? Like, we don't know what's right. going to happen. But right. no, I do think that he's going to benefit immensely from what's going right. on. And as a backup QB, you want him getting that tutelage. 100%. 100%. Um, personally, man, I, I think I think the Aaron Rodgers effect, we're seeing it literally throughout the entire freaking mm-hmm. roster, not just on the offensive side, the defensive side. Those guys want to go ahead and elevate their games. They're, they're, Sauce Gardner has picked off Aaron Rodgers twice in training camp. Like He's looking to get better and being able to keep an eye on the ball to go ahead and turn those, those pass breakups into interceptions this coming season. And he's doing so against Aaron Rodgers. Not many guys can throw the ball like freaking Aaron Rodgers. So to me, every time I'm hearing that the offense is struggling against the defense, I'm excited. I'm like, okay, good. This defense, then, if they can make freaking Aaron Rodgers struggle, then, all right, we got to worry about Tua. We got to worry about Josh Allen. That's good. That's really, really good. Um, and whenever freaking, you know, the offense gets the best of this defense, I'm like, ooh, this is good because we got to worry about freaking the Dolphins defense coming up. We got to worry about the Bills defense. So, like, if, right. if they're t- getting the best, of, it's literally win-win, whoever wins that particular day because you know, like, okay, cool. In the AFC East, there's two um, Titans that we got to worry about in the Bills and the Dolphins. And if we're being able to do this well against our offense and or our defense, vice versa, that lets me feel better and warm. give me a warm and fuzzy going into games, you know what I'm saying, against the Dolphins and against the Bills. Uh, yeah, the Patriots are, are, are there too, but I'm uh, talking about the Titans yeah. right now. <laughs> right. I, I think, Danny, one of the biggest takeaways I took from it, obviously besides Will McDonald being a unique individual, which was clearly talked about for like five, ten minutes of the show. Yeah, he's quite – he's a – He's, he's a character. character. He's a, he's a character. Sure. And you'll see that Gunny during the show. But one of the things that I want to involve Gunny on this is besides last week when you mentioned Danny, that one of the things that I've been big on has been Sauce Gardner. One mm-hmm. of the other guys that we've liked since he got drafted was Quentin Williams. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how they spotlighted him during this show because when Robert Sala basically come up to him and said, hey, we go as far as you take us. It's mm-hmm. like big. It, we gave you this contract, but we're also going to be putting all this pressure on your shoulders because yep. we're going to be as good as you are. Like, But it's and I hate to say this because it's a jet show, but I I need to throw it out there because I think a lot of people and Gunny, you're 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 seeing this on Twitter from Dolphin fans, Bills fans, Jets fans. And nobody really worries about Patriots fans like you're talking about right now. A lot of people are just talking right now because all we have is preseason to go on. All we have is paper to go on. One of the things that the Carolina team told uh, um, Danny, I want to say it was Alan Lazard. He said, bro, you guys look really good on paper. That's all we have to talk about. It's what we see on paper. But the good thing about Hard Knocks is we get to see your team 
live in action where we don't see the rest of the NFL. So my biggest takeaway from this, Danny, is Quentin Williams is a fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a fuck. I, I, listen, it could be your Jets O-line that it's looking bad. Kind of how we talked about Christian Wilkins, that he's like manhandling our O-line. But we're saying, hey, it could be just our O-line's that bad. But he showed how massive he is as far as a game changer against your O-line. And then he brought it against the Carolina O-line as well. Yep. His his 11 sacks. Danny, by the way, yeah. you'll, you'll yep. see what we're talking about when you watch the <laughs> yeah. game, when yeah, you yeah. watch the show. But yeah, that, that, that was awesome. That was awesome. When, and I, you know what? He seems like such a quiet guy. It was kind of cool seeing him talk so much shit after each one of those. Right. What, and my biggest takeaway, my final point to this, and then I'll let you guys chime in on this, Danny, is if Quentin Williams is the next version of Aaron Donald, which I think he has the capability of being, I know, okay. I know. I say capability. I'm not saying he's there. Yeah. I think he, that's his body, that's a high seat. right, 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 right. But I'm saying <laughs> yeah. the, the way he takes up double teams, the way he could yeah. get around with the speed that he has, because even as a big guy, he moves around. If he you does. have to double team this guy, the fact that you have a Michael Clemens on the edge, the fact that you have this rookie fucking Will McDonald looking pretty nice off the edge too. I hate to say this as a Dolphin fan. You guys might be a problem on that defense because last year, Danny, you, uh, I kept calling you guys great, and you're like, I don't want to go as far as great. But when you look at what you've seen so away. far, right, what mm-hmm. you look have seen so far, you guys are a fucking problem on that defense, especially that front defensive line. Oh, we're going to get into that when we get into the preseason game. Right. So I just want to finish up with the episode real quick. Right. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite takeaways, just Jeff Ulbrich, because we were visiting the Carolina Panthers and practicing in Carolina for the joint practice, yeah. he said that he wanted – we needed to mark our territory, and we're going to yeah. piss on their kids' toys. Uh, and Quinn's like, no, oh, not the kids, bro. <laughs> not the kids, bro. <laughs> not the children. He's like, no, nah, bro, just the toys. Just the toys, bro. Not the children. Like, nah, we're not, we're the not pissing on the children. We're pissing on the children's <laughs> toys. I, kind of like, R. Sorry, Kelly I'm, ass type of comment. You'll see. I'm making. See, I'm making bro. it a shirt. I'm making it a shirt. You got. You do gonna, gonna make a shirt. We're gonna piss on your kids' toys. We're gonna piss on your kids' toys. That was. And I'm putting a Jeff Ulbricht's face on it. Bam! Right there. That, By that the way, was, okay. That was my favorite part of that. Episode. Nathaniel Hackett flicking off Quentin Williams. I think it needs to be mentioned as well. Yeah. Did you did you yeah. did you recall that? He's like Q Q. You'll see why. <laughs> you'll see why. You'll see why. He was, oh, again, man. you'll see. This you'll is see good. Why. Look, I I, I really um I really like the the chemistry and right and yeah because it feels like everybody offense and defense is getting along very well. I, I really like the way things are looking. And um, the, the once they got done with the Quinn and Williams highlights in the right. joint practice, then it was downhill. The Jets had a really bad uh, joint practice. And we knew yeah. that from reporters and everybody last week. We kind of knew that they had a bad day. And it was nice to see what happened afterwards because we didn't know what was going to happen afterwards because we're not there. But with Hard Knocks, we kind of mm-hmm. saw the Rex Ryan in Robert Sala, right? Ooh. Dropping F-bombs every third word. Get kind of pissed off. Like he wasn't as funny as Rex Ryan, right? Because just right. Rex Ryan just looks funny when he speaks. But yeah. Robert Sala no, kind Sala of is, ripped into them. Man. And again, that he he got in on them. And I really liked that because I, I wasn't sure if he was that guy, right? Everybody says he's a player's coach. He's a player's coach. But I like that. I like that side of him. And I really, I really like that he was doing that. So I'm happy that that was the reaction and it paid off because once the preseason game took off, I mean, the Jets showed up. Well, according to one of your biggest trolls of all time, Joey Jets, you guys did nothing wrong last week during practice, and that's why I can't take that guy fucking serious. But again, like you said, based off of hard knocks, just based off of hard knocks, you get to see it. 
you get to see the fuck ups that other people just want to sugarcoat and say it didn't happen. But it's amazing how well they took that information, which you're going to see during the show, Gunny. It's it's how good your defense took that information of them fucking up and even the offense and then came out. And now we're going to get into it, Danny. They came yeah. out, and implemented all that information they got and they put it into into the preseason game. Yeah, uh, the the thing my my favorite thing about this this preseason game yep. is that our defense dominated mm-hmm. and our defensive line specifically. Mm-hmm. But the Panthers started their starting offensive their line. Yeah, they started their, their starters. Yeah, and our defensive line ate. And when mm-hmm. you watch Hard Knock, we already knew it, right? We knew already. But when you watch Hard yeah. Knock, when they really like focus in on Will McDonald and Jermaine Johnson. You think to yourself, these aren't even our starters. Nope. And I and I say that not just to mention the fact that we're going to be one hell of a defense yeah. and our defensive line is going to be crazy good. But I mention that more because somebody like Carl Lawson probably won't be here next year. Right. Nope. Right. Uh, John Franklin Myers, he might be here. He might not. But the way you build a consistent winner is to have players that kind of that kind of rotate as far yeah. as year to year goes. When Carl Lawson leaves, we're not going to lose a step with somebody like Jermaine Johnson waiting in the wings to finally get some playing nope. time. Will McDonald, fine. You keep reloading through the draft, and now you have these guys for another two, three, four years on rookie contracts. And then, like I said, Carl Lawson probably won't be around. John Franklin Meyer might not be around. But then you reload. You still have Michael Clemens. You still have depth and, and the D-line. And I, I think that this D-line isn't just going to be good this year, which I think is going to be great this year. But mm-hmm. we have a solid defense for the next half a decade at least. Wow. So I am extremely, extremely excited about that. I'm glad you brought up the offensive line of the Carolina Panthers. For sure. Because people were talking about, oh, it's preseason, it's preseason. I'm like, hush up real quick. It is preseason. <laughs> but that was the Panthers' starting offense that was out there. Yep. That was, yep. And that offensive line last year was ranked uh, uh, in the top 15 in the NFL. This year projected to be a top 10 unit just outside of top 10 at number 11. So they're not scrubs. These guys are above – is an above-average uh, offensive line. And the Jets' second and third team guys ripped through them like they weren't even there. Like, that to me is what really blew up in terms of watching that freaking preseason game because when you go back and I was – I really thought I was like, man, this has got to be, you know, backups. And then it came out like, nah – this is the projected starting lineup for the freaking Carolina Panthers. And, oh, and by the way, they were a top 15 unit last year, projected to be top 10, borderline top 10 this year. I was like, oh, my God. These guys, mm-hmm. bro, d- Quinnen wasn't out there. Freaking mm-hmm. Carl Lawson wasn't out there. Freaking, I, I'm sitting here looking at what our starters can do against this roster, and I'm like, this is going to be fun to watch. This is going to mm-hmm. be really fun to watch because – uh, and not, not a shot at the Dolphins. I really felt like they didn't do enough on the offensive line, man. I'm sorry. I, I, I looked at the Dolphins and I said to myself, Tua is, it, without Tua, you guys, I, it's scary. Without Rodgers, it's scary for us too. But specifically without Tua, y'all saw last year how bad it could get. And y'all didn't do enough, in my opinion, to protect, to add to their offensive line. They didn't do anything. I, just, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't You want to know what their main acquisition was on the offensive line? Dan Feeney. Oh, God, don't. Yeah, it's true. I forgot about that. That's... <laughs> hey, that was guy their solution. Go ahead and chug a beer with. I don't I know will... if he's who you want protecting well, your franchise quarterback. I, I, will, I will tell you this, and it's it, you're definitely not taking a shot at us. You're not taking a shot at my organization because I think for the most part, everyone would agree 
that our offensive line is currently sending around three players. Teron Armstead, that will probably not play 17 games. Connor Williams, Williams, great fucking addition. Played every single snap, played every single game. Was rated, Danny, in the top five as far as centers last year. And that was his first year yeah. playing center. And then That's Robert the Hunt, Cowboys. which is... Robert Hunt, which has been the only great addition so far as far as a drafted offensive lineman. But outside of that, if Quinnell Williams lines up against Liam Eikenberg, Danny will tell you he's seen preseason. <laughs> sir. So he's gonna eat. Sir. He's gonna he, eat. Tw- he'll get he'll get 22 sacks in one game and break the record in one fucking game. Well, <laughs> Quentin Williams said that this year at some point he has to get five sacks in a game. That's well, what it's he that said. game. It's that game. If it's Liam Eikenberg, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's that fucking be game. Against the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah, so uh, another aspect of the preseason game that I liked, Zach Wilson. You have to Zach Wilson Zach didn't. Yep. He yeah. didn't have a spectacular game, but what was the main complaint last year? He made the easy stuff look hard. Yes, he would. He would make an incredible on the run throw yeah. across his body. That wow. was great. Bro. But but that but happens once a game. What you screen. need, <laughs> right? What you need, right? right. Is the, the, the 10 to 12 easy passes that, yeah. that quarterbacks have to make, mm-hmm. the dump-offs, the screens, yep. and he was making these plays. And that's what you want. You want that. And it, it's sad that I got excited watching him make easy plays, but unfortunately, that was the one thing he couldn't do last he year. Do. Yep. So if, if he can do that, we win nine, ten games maybe. You know? Yep. So it, as far as him being the backup, if he can clean that up, and we have Aaron Rodgers for whatever reason miss a game or two. I don't feel completely horrible. Zach Wilson uh, starting for us with our defense, a solid running game, which we're gonna get into yep. Dalvin Cook in a second. Right, right, right. And relax. And him being able to complete these easy passes because yeah. that was the part of his game that was lacking. So yeah. Zach Wilson finally completing those passes again, one game preseason. I get it, but to me, big time. And that was probably. Obviously, outside of our defensive line, the biggest plus in this preseason game. And what do you Q, think, Gunny? Jet, Jet said for life. By the way, yeah, we we touched on this for like yeah. ten minutes. Oh, yeah. Q, Q, is a Q, Q is a monster. Pro Bowler, uh, MV, defensive MVP, maybe future Listen, All Pro. Th- like, yeah, this kid. Yeah. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, unless unless you're leading the league in sacks, the only other way to win Defensive Player of the Year is to be the best defensive player on the best defensive team. Right, but and. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying, touching on Zach Wilson, you said that he played all right. I think he played more than all right. Last week was terrible. I like, or like, we were both like, all right, maybe the mental reps will start catching up with Aaron Rodgers in the room, but it didn't translate to the field. But again, this week, 14 to 20, only missing on six passes for 123 yards. And, and one thing I wanted to bring up to you, and I didn't want to put it in there because I, f- I felt like you were going to talk about it. Last year, we spoke, at that, uh, spoke about that at nauseum with Zach Wilson. We're like, why can't you complete the three-yard pass? Why can't you complete the five-yard out? And those are the first two things we saw during this preseason, the dump off to the running backs, and then the easy tight end. I think it was a tight end. The touchdown that he threw off to the side that was wide open. Like, those were throws he wasn't making last year. So, Gunny, again, back to you, sir. I'm happy with what I saw from Zach Wilson. If that could continue, and I told Danny, I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs any snaps in the preseason. I think you should give them all to Zach Wilson because Max. that's the only way you're going to be able to determine can this guy be our backup and our future starter once Aaron Rodgers gets out of here. Yeah, so so I agree a thousand percent with everything you guys said with Zach Wilson, right? And I think that the biggest thing that keeps hindering a lot of Jets fans about Zach 
is, and I think the Buffalo Jets fan said this perfectly, you're looking at Zach Wilson as the second overall pick, as mm-hmm. the franchise guy. Stop it. He ain't that. No, you can't He's already anymore. proven that we can't look at him like that. But, mm-hmm. but can Zach Wilson be a quality or serviceable backup in the NFL? Because that's what we need him to be right now. And mm-hmm. I think watching him in this game against the Panthers, you feel a little bit better about him being sure. that guy. A backup quarterback, like you said, one, two games, cool. We're not going to completely drown. Um, you got the pieces around him to elevate him a little bit. We don't need him to go win us games. And I think that's the biggest difference maker. If we stop looking at Zach as the guy that we, 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 trade, you know, we drafted second overall to be the franchise guy, we've already established that ain't it. Maybe in the future that could change, even though it's a long shot right now. Can he be a backup for the New York Jets? And I think we saw that. Um, that that pass to Yaboa for the touchdown last year, Zach Wilson sails at ten feet over his head, like he misses that. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's it was that bad. Um, or he scrambles, or, or he scrambles, or he doesn't see the freaking um, the wide open guys underneath because he's looking for the big play. He didn't know how to progress through his freaking reads, and you saw him do that. It's. It's, again, the Aaron Rodgers effect, right? You're talking about his mentor being the starting quarterback for the Jets. He gets to sit behind the men- the person he idolized and modeled his game after growing up is now in the building. That If you can't get him fixed or somewhat serviceable as a player in the NFL with this, with Aaron Rodgers being in the building, it's not possible. Um, yep. And I think I agree with you 100%. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to even step onto the field a little bit too aggressively during the preseason. I just sit, sit your ass back. You've been here before. You know how this game works. You're getting plenty of freaking authentic reps against the number, uh, number one, number two defense. You're good. We'll see you, we'll see you week one yeah. against the Bills. Danny, to, to go to you real quick, uh, right there at the end of his quote, Aaron Rodgers, I would take Aaron Rodgers being rusty game ones or two, even though you, I know you want to come out the gates and win right away, but I'd rather see him in real life games that matter, even if he's rusty game one and you guys end up losing it, than have him in the preseason and the slightest stupidity gets him hurt for the first four weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I get that. And I, I think the, the getting injured when a, when a game doesn't matter is the part that hurts. Right. But, like, it's it's football. He can get injured in the first drive of the, that one preseason game or the first right. game of the season. But, right. but I get it. In the game that matters. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> right. So it, if, right. If it happens in the game. And, and I, I'm okay if he doesn't play at all. I don't. Look, he's playing in the joint practices. And I think in the near future, yeah. joint practices are going to be what matters. Nobody's yeah. going to be playing in the preseason very soon. I, I think that that's where we're headed. Right. You don't touch the QB. You just yell out sack when you get close to him. Like, all that other stuff. So I, I think that that's where we're headed. I'm okay with him as long as he's playing in the joint practices. And it's Aaron Rodgers. He doesn't need any more experience. Correct. Like maybe, so I'm okay with it. And um, yeah, I, I run Zach out there all three games. I, I'm good with yep. it. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to touch on for the preseason game, and then we can move on uh, to something else. I had one big issue last year. I think most people had. Brandon Mann. Braden Man, Brandon Man, how do you pronounce his name? The punter. That bum. The bum. Yeah. Just call him what he is. <laughs> Thomas Morstead. You're welcome. Look, looked great. You're welcome. Money. If we have a good punter this year, which I think we do, that do. alone is a game changer for us. I, I, I think it goes unsaid. How important a punter is. A punter can win you a game. You know when everybody talks about like, Oh, yeah, but we had such bad field position at the beginning of all of our drives. You want to know why? Because you probably played against a good punter. The, the defense has a lot to do with it. I get it. The defense does have a – but if you have a bad punter, that doesn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I think game. that 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 the goes Patriots game un- is, is yes. We lost right. that game because uh, that of one jumps out. Like yeah, <laughs> literally yeah. it pops out at you. Like the defense played a miracle game because they were on the field nonstop, and we lose it because the punter doesn't know how to punt. Bro, that yep. one hurt so much, man. Like I it. It, inf- it was the Patriots. It, it, because it was the Patriots. If that had happened against the Dolphins, I'm mad, but I get over it. Against the Bills, I'm mad, but I, but the fucking Patriots, bro. Like, mm. I, mm. you know, I, I, and you know what? I'm going to say one quick thing, Gunny, because I'm glad that you said it the way you said it. Dolphin fans down here, I think, get annoyed, especially when I first moved down here, when I would tell them that I don't really care about the Dolphins too much. And because they hate us so much, they get annoyed that I hate the Patriots. Yeah. More. Like the Dolphins, like obviously I don't like the Dolphins, right? F the Dolphins, whatever. Yeah, no, of course but it's a rivalry. Like it's a rivalry. To me, it's like the Patriots. That's who I hate the most. And Dolphin fans get really annoyed because they want me to hate them as much as they hate yeah. us. But but nope. you guys don't win playoff <laughs> games. We hate the Patriots, you know. That's the team that we can't. Beat. I hate the team so, that's been rubbing my face in the fucking mud for almost two damn decades. That's the team I despise. That's the team. But not, you know what? Not but only Dolph- that, Dolphin but were fans hate doing the Jets more than the Patriots. Yes. This is true. which is mind boggling to me. I don't care how if you're in the yeah. AFC East and you hate any other. You hate we hate each other. We get that. But if we're not collectively as Bills, Dolphins, and Jets fans just disgusted with the Patriots in general, that literally rubbed our faces in mud and shit for almost two decades. I don't understand. How you're built for football? Like, the, how are they, they not a priority? The Jets. Maybe it's because they think that they could beat us. So it's like, well, we could beat them. So let's talk shit to them. <laughs> I, that's like, got to be. It. That, that has to be it. It's, like they, we can't the, beat the Patriots. The so yeah, they can't beat the Patriots. So let's go ahead and pick on the guys that we have beat and yeah. we have a chance against. That's got to be yeah. it, bro. Because for me, we lose. I've already predicted this season that we're going to go ahead and split the games with the Dolphins. I, I think at home in in the advantage. You know what's funny? In terms of, I think we're going to split. You know What's what? Up? I predicted a sweep. I predicted that we're going to sweep the you Dolphins. Did. First yeah. of all, you you I, predicted you were going to sweep the whole division. That was yeah. your initial one. You said they were. Yeah. You guys were going to yeah. sweep the whole fucking division, sir. Yeah, because so and I, I'll tell you why. And then I, I came back on that, and I said we'll probably lose one game. But I, let me let me give you my explanation, Gunny. Maybe you'll agree with me. Okay. Maybe you won't. Okay. I think we might drop one to the Bills. I, I do. Okay, but I, I I was like, you know what? We almost beat them twice last year with Zach Wilson. Maybe we could take two. Mm-hmm. Patriots, I think everybody feels comfortable saying we could sweep them. Everybody right? should sweep them in our division. So yep. sweep Patriots, maybe split with the Bills. I still think we have a chance for two, but let's say we split with them. I think we could sweep the Dolphins. One, because if and I have to go back and get the exact number, but I feel like at least when I've gone to Jets games in Miami, the majority mm-hmm. of the time we win. I don't know why, but we play very well here in Miami. Okay. So I always predict a win in Miami and a loss in New York when the Dolphins play the, the, uh, the Jets. I, mm-hmm. Just the way I am. So I, if we, if I predicted the split, that's usually how I predict it. But but when we when we host the Dolphins this year, it's Black Friday, short week, division game after Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. If there's ever a time to have home field advantage, it's on a short week in a division game after that's a holiday. A point. I think that that the home the 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 fact that we're playing at home on a short week against the division, I think that gives us the advantage, and that's why I'm predicting them to sweep the Dolphins. Am I am I would I put money on it? Probably not, but that I really do think that we have a chance to sweep them, sweep the Patriots, I, and maybe we'll split with the Bills. I can see that. 
but I'm I'm opposite. I, I think we sweep the Bills and we sweep the Patriots. I, I just in all actuality, Josh Allen does not play the Jets well. Like if you look at the numbers, Josh, we have his number, man. Like the only reason they've been able to beat us is because we were inept at the quarterback position. That yep. is it. Josh yep. Allen struggles against the Jets. I actually feel more comfortable betting on us. If we're gonna sweep one team this this year in the AFC East, believe it or not, my money's on us sweeping the Bills. I, I'm actually more worried about the Patriots splitting with us than the Bills. Only because wow. when you watch the Bill when, Belichick. when you've watched it's Bill Belichick. Exactly. Yeah. And that defense with him, I, I as much as I hate him, he's not a head coach to me, but he's one of the greatest defensive minds ever. Danny, Danny gives that guy his roses all the time as a defensive I, coordinator as well. As, as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator, I will sit here and tell you I I I will never take he's probably one of the best to ever do it. He um, won the Giants I, two Super Bowls. Facts. Or the one. Right? Or the so one, Super, I, and one Super And I have to respect that. If you're a fan of football, you have to respect that. So yep. I'm I really think with with Jacoby Brissett last season, we sweep the Bills. I really think if if we had Brees Hall <laughs> both games, we we beat the Bills both games. I really feel that way. So for me, the the Dolphins scare me, man. And the reason why is because McDaniel is c- accustomed to game planning for this kind of a defense. He did it in San Francisco. He knows Coach Sala. There's a relationship there. I think understanding that aspect, and if Tua is healthy for both games, that's another key thing too. Of course. If 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 y'all we don't play have him at all for last both year. games, exactly, that's a sweep. But if we play Tua for both games, I still think Tua being able to go ahead and get that that uh, that first to second read out so quickly, and as much as we want to talk shit about the wide receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Water are about, uh, the, the best duo in the NFL. Oh yeah, for sure. And I love I love Sauce and I love DJ Reed, but th- those guys are going to win a couple. They're, yeah, they're they just they're going to win a sure. couple. Um, now, now if well, you the know, Vic Fangio addition yeah. to your defense right. is where I'm like, damn it, man! Look, this guy knows defense. Right. Uh, I, 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 I'm worried about how much better y'all can be because just the year before, with very similar talent, y'all were a top five defense. The only difference from the year before, uh, y'all at home, head coaches at home, at home, no, no, no. not on the road <laughs> with Brian Flores. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. You're talking about that yeah. defense. Sorry. That sorry. defense. Yeah. My bad. My so bad. The year My before bad. last year, y'all had Brian Flores. It was yeah. a top five yeah. defense. It's yeah. relatively the same group of guys. Yeah. Only difference was last year, y'all went offensive-minded coach, vice-defensive-minded coach. Right, and then right, y'all right. fell off the, off the planet. So now you've got a legitimate freaking defensive-minded coordinator because your D coordinator last year, I don't know what the hell that guy was doing. Danny kind of hey, looks hey. like Brian Flores. <laughs> he does look like kind of dark, like Brian dark Flores. Dark-skinned Brian Flores. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, but so, Danny, to go, back, to go back to that, getting to pile up on top of that, you guys lost a lot of games from having a inept quarterback play. We, lo- we lost a lot of games from having an inept defensive coordinator. So the I've already said Jalen Ramsey's a nice addition. It sucks that he got hurt, but the fact that Vic Fangio Vic and Fangio. And, I, and I brought this stat up to Danny a couple weeks ago when we talked about um, Vic Fangio is he's made his defenses look amazing yep. with only three Pro Bowlers on his team, so he can m- get the most out of people who you're like who, and they'll show up on on tape because he gets like the Brian most. Flores. Right, he gets the most out of his players, and that's kind of why I think we're going to win a, a couple more games that we should that we would have won last year because we actually have somebody calling a, a right defense for us this year. That's why they uh, worry me. Before we get into Dalvin Cook, right? Because we're going to close it out with yeah, Dalvin yeah. Cook. Yeah, 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 I want to sure. ask one quick question. Now I'm going to address Gunny with this question. All right. Mm. Do you think that our team needs to be humbled a little bit? Do you think that they might be feeling themselves a little bit? No. Because I, I, I really, because I worry because this is a young team. They are young. Team. This is a young team. I yeah. think that there's a chance that somebody like Sauce, and I'm not saying because that kid sounds humble as heck. So this is just just me throwing stuff out there just to see what 
is there a chance that these young kids can kind of get carried away and say we're Super Bowl contenders without winning a regular season game yet? If if Zach Wilson is our quarterback or a Jacoby Brissett or even a Derek Carr going into the season as our quarterback, I, I understand where you're coming from. If we didn't implement such levels of veteran proven players into key positions, I'd be concerned. I, I think having an Aaron Rodgers who's made it a point to go ahead and get his hands in everything, offensive side, defensive side of the ball, allows these guys to be more level-headed. And hey, listen, Aaron Rodgers has one Super Bowl win, and he's one of the best quarterbacks ever played the game. He leads the NFL by far in touchdown to interception ratio. So if one of the goats of the game can tell you, y'all need to calm the fuck down, because I get it, y'all are great, but this is the NFL, we got to earn it every Sunday. I think that's the key component. A lot of people are talking about, oh, the Jets are going to go ahead and fade out because they just bought all these people to come into the – that's not true. The core group of the New York Jets freaking roster is youth. We've drafted them, we've developed them, we've built them. We struggle with the quarterback position. <laughs> that's a fact. Yep. Aaron Rodgers coming in here. He's a general. He reminds me of a Peyton Manning type of general that can come in there and keep everybody level-headed. And you hear all of these guys saying the same thing. Super Bowl's the goal, but we got to go out there and prove it. Like, you've heard a couple of the guys talk about how, like, on paper, we're all that, but we got to go out there and prove it. That's resonating, I think, from the leadership of the C.J. Mosleys, the Aaron Rodgers, right, the freaking Alan Lazard, the Corey Davises. We've got enough, I think, um, leaders in specific position groups to kind of get those guys level-headed. So I, I would agree with you if, if we were running it back right now with Zach Wilson or running it back with even Derek Carr coming into the building. But because it's Aaron Rodgers, I, I think that we've got a general keeping those guys in check. I think that that was a beautiful explanation, and that's why we are welcoming you here to the Battered Network. Uh, hey, right, right. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. The New York, it, it should literally say New York Jets situation report in part with battered fans. That's it. That's what your it should be. That's what <laughs> it should be. It. Ah, we but gotta adjust it. Two two quick points before we move on to Dalvin Cook, Danny, because I think it was it, it, it's very important to bring up. What I agree hundred percent with what Gunny just said. That uh -huh. if it was anybody else, other person at quarterback, uh, you shouldn't think that way. I think and, the no, only and, and, and adding Dalvin Cook and and like veterans like that yeah. to those those right. key young positions, yep. I think is great. Also, uh -huh. good, but but. The fact that you do have Aaron Rodgers, the fact that you do have Adam Lazard, the fact that you do have a uh, Randall Cobb on the team, that these, even Robert Sala, you saw it during Hard Knocks, when he when that joint practice ended, you could tell he came into that shit and he was in people's faces. He was telling them exactly how it has to be. Like you, you have to go out and earn it. And then they came out in that preseason game and earned it. But the Oof. second thing, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The the interaction between him and Makai Becton. Oh, thank you. I was that, that I was part. To bring that up. Yes, that that part was the best part right of the, the episode. Uh huh. And, and listen, you're gonna see it, Gunny. That he's gonna come. He's like, hey, I love you. He's like, no, I love you. I love you too, big guy. And they're having a little chit chat. And then Aaron Rodgers extends an olive branch. He's like, let's meet together this week. Let's have lunch or something. But let's talk. Let's sit down and yeah. talk. Like that type of leader uh, on your team. That is what I think is gonna get Makai Becton to that next level. And 100%. that's why. I, and that's why I agree with Gunny. I think that having an Aaron Rodgers-led quarterback team, and I hate again, I hate saying it as a Dolphin fan, but I think the only people that need to be humbled are Dolphin fans, Jets fans, Bills fans, and Patriots fans because they're the loudest people on fucking Twitter right now. At the end of the day, the season hasn't started. We don't know what's going to happen once the season starts. But, again, we all know the Patriots are going to end in fourth. We could all agree to that. And yep. the, the top three is – it, it's gonna be a, it's it gonna be, be a fucking race. Yep. It's gonna it be is. a fucking Those race. It yep. is a hundred percent. And yep. and I'm glad that you brought that up because I thought did think that was the best part of the episode. Yes. 
for Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, man, I, I, I'd love to talk to you. Let's sit down and talk. Maybe we can catch lunch, lunch or something. something. Dude, hearing that from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right. if that doesn't kind of help get Mekhi Becton, kind of put things in perspective. get your mind right. Yeah, right. That, like that was awesome. And that made me feel like, and and I and I've been staying away from it, right? I don't want to say Super Bowl or bust. I refuse to. I know. But I know. Man, that but that made me feel so good about this season. If we if Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy, that made me yeah. feel so good about what's coming right. with the defensive line and everything. Yep. And now that transitions us to Let's talk about the last it. Let's part talk of the episode. And also the new acquisition. It is finally made a mission uh, official. We've been waiting. I honestly thought it was a done deal. He would end up in Miami. Same but both of you did right. <laughs> kind of like he did with the U, he ended up in FSU and kind of ran over UM all basically yep. all the time. Yep. He signed with the New York Jets. Yep. I wasn't expecting it. I was surprised when Gunny hit me up and let me know what the base salary was. I was even more so surprised. Yeah. But I think that the, the the largest surprise here was that Gunny, much like you, I thought, okay, well that must mean Brees Hall. Hall isn't ready. He isn't ready, and we're going to take it slow with him because we obviously need him in the future. So take it slow with him, and this is our insurance policy. But then soon thereafter, I forgot who uh, somebody reported it said, Yeah, he came oh, up list. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh, Brian, Brian Costello. Costello. Yeah. Brian Costello. He's like, No, don't, don't take it as this is what's happening. No, Brees Hall's good to go. He's probably going to yep. play week one. Yep. Now, your thoughts, Gunny, on the signing and the fact that Brees Hall is supposedly good to go, but we still. Dropped seven mils base salary on Dalvin yeah. Cook. Yeah, so I, I I'll be the first to admit that the, I think I thought salary was kind of high. I was just like, damn, seven mil. Uh, I know we were, the majority of us were comfortable in that five to six million range. I think the Dolphins had a five million dollar offer out to him. We had mm-hmm. a six point five, I think it was, out to him. Um, and I thought the six point five was like, ah, all right, it is what it is. But ultimately, I felt he was going to be a Dolphin. And when he left the Jets facility, I was just like, yeah, nah, he's he's going home. He was using us the way Tyreek Hill used us, trying to go ahead and bump the numbers up, I trying to the get same. the Dolphins to raise it up. And I really thought it just made too much sense. He's he's a Miami native, you know what I'm saying? He's talked about he's already talked Miami about playing Central. back at home in front of family. He he literally has said all the right things. And I thought to myself, ah, well played. You got us. Even though in the beginning I said he was going to be a Dolphin, I started to believe a little bit when he came right. to the Jets facility. And then at I was camp. like, oh, you right. bastards, you got me. He's going to be a Dolphin. So I sat there, and um, one of the guys I talked to all the time, uh, Brandon, he's a Jets fan. And we've been going back and forth about it. I'm like, dog, he's going to be a Dolphin. He's like, I don't know, bro. He might. And we've been going back and forth. But the numbers came out, and in all actuality, he would have made more money if he went to Miami purely based off of the state income the tax. Sale, t- t- yeah, so tax. We, he about would have week. made more take home with the $5 million offer than the 7.5 that he's being offered. So I thought it was kind of odd. And then it just, I'm like, maybe he really wanted to play for that. He wasn't using us. And to me, it changed my whole dynamic. Cause one, I don't think we needed Dalvin Cook. I'm one of the ones that really believes like, you know what? Dalvin Cook is a luxury for us. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to overpay for him. Bree's coming back healthy. And I, and I know they're not proven yet, but I am comfortable with the likes of a Michael Carter with Bam Knight and with what we saw in Izzy. I'm comfortable with running with those guys backing up Brees Hall. But what it really means is the Jets aren't bullshitting, bro. I, I think they're all in. This was they're all in. This was a statement luxury pick. They're like, we don't need them, but we're gonna take them. And for me, the extra million is worth it because the Dolphins don't have them. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there are there are uh, two indiv- or not 
there were two individuals in the AFC East that clocked the fastest miles per hour times ran last season in the NFL in the top 10. Two individuals in the AFC East. Uh, it would be Brees Hall, number one, and then Jalen uh, Waddle was the other guy. So they were the two fastest ones in the AFC East that clocked uh, in the top 10, 22-something miles per hour and 21-something miles per hour. Now there's three of them. Dalvin Cook is the third guy that was in the top 10. He's a Jet. The last thing I wanted was Dalvin Cook to be on the freaking Miami Dolphins with goddamn the Cheetah, oh, yeah, Jalen Waddle, and now him. It's just it's disgusting. Th- those guys are fast enough. So it was worth it to me, the extra mil, just so he didn't wind up being a Dolphin. But when you got the numbers, and at first I was a little salty about it. Like I said, I said, I bet you I was like, damn, bro, it's like seven and a half mil. This is ridiculous. But then today I sat there and I looked at, wait, they're offering five mil. After the income tax, like he would have taken more home. No, you, when you when you when you play in New York, you have to overpay because you have when to, you're competing against Florida. Forget about it. Yeah, Florida's so, always going to win based off of that, bro. So he he wanted to be a Jet, and yeah. and that's what it boiled down to. And I I'm still shocked by it because again, it just made so much more sense for Miami. But I'm not mad about it. I love the fact that the New York Jets are taking this $35 million discount or, or refund that Aaron Rodgers gave them. And they're like, listen, we are I'm not using expecting it. you. And they're using it. We're not expecting you to have to carry us. We know what you can do, but we don't want you to have to do it. So we're going to get you some help. The and Packers I, never did that. But no. we are doing that. And I think that's also, gonna, Speaking right. of the Packers, Barney Miller, I didn't want this, this comment to go unsaid. Is theory, Aaron and Zach are happy that there's no coach in the building with the last name LaFleur. <laughs> Hey, he's not yeah. wrong. <laughs> that that is that is beautiful. Yes, <laughs> that is well said, Barney. <laughs> and then follow follow well it up said. with Cook wants a ring. And, and listen to to touch on what Gunny just said because I agree with every point. At no point was I convinced that he was going to be a Dolphin. I thought it was too easy really? for him to be a Dolphin. Um, I Danny also knows this. I I wanted that money spent somewhere else. I, I've totally. been a big I've been a big proponent that get Taylor Lewan to Miami, get him on the edge. Get him in here because we need help at that right tackle. We need help on Tua's blind side. And I'm not trying to shit on Austin Jackson. I'm really not. Maybe he does come into this camp and he's the next coming of a left tackle that we thought we needed. But up to this point, he hasn't been. So I've always been big on get Taylor Lewan in the building, get another offensive lineman, don't spend that money on a running back. On the flip side, I hate that he went to New York because you guys – I think, and again, for those who don't understand the term, what luxury means, because some some Dolphin trolls always don't know what the word luxury means. Dalvin Cook gets added to our team. He's automatic running back number one. Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall being together in New York is the epitome of luxury. Like, you already have Brees Hall. He would have won Rookie of the Year had he stayed healthy. Yep. You already have Dalvin Cook. He's been a problem in this league for quite some time. That even if he doesn't get you 17 games, Gunny and Danny, Guess what? You still have Brees fucking Hall to give the ball to. Facts. It, listen, the, the picture that got uploaded of Aaron Rodgers, Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, and Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. I'm not ready to say that you guys have the best offense, but the fact that you have those four guys and then you have the defense that you have, it's going to be a fucking and, problem. I hate and it. You know what? It's going to be a problem. I, I get why everybody's calling it a luxury. I also came out and loosely said luxury. But when you really think about it, it's the NFL. Why do they not pay running backs? Because they're not durable. You don't know how long. And and Brees Hall is coming off of a big injury. So is it a luxury? Technically, if we're playing Madden, we could take injuries off. But you can't. (laughs) If if Brees Hall goes down like like he did last year, our offense went to shit last. Like he made our offense look decent with Zach Wilson back there when when he was playing. If he goes down again, 
game two, three, four, I, I love Michael Carter, but there I don't know is. if I can rely on him next year for a full year. So we, we, yeah, we just discussed that. Listen, yeah, we, re rewind the show. We just talked yeah, about that. that was one of the best topics that we talked about was that one right there. So and you know it's going to be on hard knocks. Oh, yep. yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. that. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand why people say luxury, but I think that when you're going to go all in, you need depth. Right. Oh, yeah. Because th yeah. there's two ways of winning a Super Bowl. It's either you're healthy, right? Because some teams just or get lucky. lucky and they're the healthiest one at the yeah. end of the line. Or you have enough depth to deal with the injuries that you sustain. And at this moment, if Dalvin Cook or Big Brees fact. Hall were to go down with an injury, I still feel comfortable. Well, can I, can I ask you a quick question to both of you? Because, Danny, one of the things you talked about last week, for as far as our wide receiver room, you, you didn't know exactly who in our wide receiver room would be the final five, final six. If You guys had, had already a pretty deep running back room. Michael Carter and Brees Hall were big proponents of not bringing in Ezekiel Elliott. Michael Carter has some topics that you could basically uh, have some statements that you could basically interpret that maybe Dalvin Cook wasn't needed. He's like, oh, we're not worried about that. We're worrying about the guys in the room, kind of like what you usually say. But you guys have a pretty, pretty deep running back room. So who's not making the roster on your team if you had to put if you had to put money on it? I, I think I have some. I want to hear Gunny's first. Gunny, who do you think? I, I think it's bad. Unfortunately, oh, I, I was going to say the same thing. I think Bam and, is out. And I love Bam. I do. Yeah. I, I love his aggressive running style. Um, but, but last year, towards the him, end of the year, I didn't think he finished strong. But I agree with strong. you guys, too. Yeah. yeah. He wore down. I, I think Michael Carter brings that extra bit of wiggle, that, that ability to have the first tackle miss, and he's got great hands. Um, and he's also a really, really good route runner. I think that's mm -hmm. going to be what saves Michael Carter. But unfortunately, I think it's Bam. I, I think we're going to try to stash him on the practice squad. But in all actuality, I have a gut feeling. I have a gut feeling he's going to wind up a Dolphin. I feel like I, the moment we cut him, Dolphins are going to pick him up. I, 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 I want to touch on this real quick, Danny. I know you got. I, I know you want to keep touching on that Bam getting released. The fact, if I was playing Madden right now with you, Danny, I would I would double team Garrett Wilson, stack the box against your running backs, and make Aaron Rodgers beat me with Alan Lazard or whoever your number three wide receiver is. Because it's funny you for say me, that for Alan me, the Lazard problem, beat the Dolphins last year. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. All right. But this, these are facts because everybody's <laughs> like, I understand. Well, what I'm saying is Alan Lazard is not Garrett Wilson is my point. Like but I want to take Garrett, beef people. I, I get that. But what I'm saying is I, I want to take Garrett Wilson completely out the game because that guy's a game changer. Yes. Alan Lazard is not going to take over a game the way Garrett Wilson is going to take over a game is my point. But so I think you might be underrating him, though. Hell yeah, I'm underrating him. I am. I'm not. But I'm just saying I, he's not I Garrett think, Wilson. That's I not a you're knock on him. Overrating him to think he's going to be wide receiver, too. Everybody keeps really? I'm see? telling you, you people Corey keep Davis, on Corey, Corey Davis, Davis man. is not going to be wide receiver too. <laughs> if you look at the resumes, Corey Davis has smoked Alan Lazard across mm, the map. If you look at the resumes, yeah, but he's had a lot more opportunities because he has way more drops than Alan Lazard. Corey Davis drops no, balls once or twice a game. Oh my Alan god, Alan Lazard actually led the league in uh, second in drops last year with freaking eleven. That motherfucker's hands were rock. You see, you see, I'm not, I'm not. Corey Davis number one. Corey Davis was not number one. <laughs> and Corey Davis, before he had Zach Wilson throwing him the ball, had a 72% catch rate. Alan Lazard has never hit above 65. No, I'm not, I'm not sold on uh, Corey on Davis Corey also Davis. is the only person on the roster that's even come close to 1,000 yards with, an, with Ryan Tannehill. Alan Thank Lazard God. has had Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball forever in a day and had Thank Devontae you. Adams taking double coverages on the side Preach it. and has never come close Preach to it. Preach it. My boy Ryan Tannehill made the Alan show. Lazard, Corey Davis with a real quarterback is who we should really be worried about. Alan Lazard is a great number three. 
And to me, it's it's perfect. Alan Lazar was a number one last year for the Packers. He becomes number three for the Jets. Corey Davis becomes a natural number two because when he yeah. had freaking A.J. Brown next to him in, with the Titans with Ryan Tannehill throwing him the wow. ball, he went for wow. 987 and almost freaking eight touchdowns. Dakota, don't, don't, come, here, don't Listen, come in here shooting at my boy right quick. Don't love, come here shooting at my boy. I, I love the excitement because Alan Lazar knows Aaron Rodgers, but right. statistically speaking, yes. Lazard has never touched the resume of a Corey Davis. And That's he's what I'm had saying. Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. And he's a great number three. And, and he's going to have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball again. Even still, he's never touched the resume no, of Corey Davis. No, who no, had you, Ryan no, Tannehill Corey, throwing no. the ball. Oh, I like this. I like this. <laughs> I like this. We're not agreeing I, with each other. People keep sleeping like on this. it, but I'm telling you right now, if they take Garrett Wilson away, I'm okay with that. I understand that. You're going to need two people to go ahead and take Garrett Wilson away. There's still Alan, there's still Corey Davis, Alan Lazard, McCall Hardman. These guys have Back proven part. they could Back. beat other people in the league. Like, there's not many teams' defenses that go that deep. And if you're going to take two resources to stop Garrett Wilson, and you just said stack the box, do that. you're putting a lot of individuals one-on-one against Corey stop. Davis. Stop Alan the Lazaro, show right now. Hardman. Stop the fucking show right now. Listen, don't be trying Braxton Berrios when he was basically your number one wide receiver um, for the last two – not the previous that, year. But, but that's the, not the a good years. thing. That's I'm not because saying, he was I'm, the, we the, were the worst receiver Listen, on a bad team. First of all, first we of were horrible. First of all, you calm down. What I'm saying is don't start trying him now when he was the best receiver on your team like two years ago. I was trying him last year when he kept running the ball out of the end zone for no reason. All right, but you you were trying him. Game-winning touchdown passes. That was the one. That was the one. That one changed the trajectory of how that lost us the game. Big time. It it counts. That was the game-losing drop. It was. (laughs) Literally. It was. Look, Braxton Berrios is y'all number three, right? And it's okay. It's That's fine. But when you guys talk – like when Fence fans talk about like, oh, you guys aren't deep. I'm not talking – I get it. The best wide receiver group, starting wide receivers right now in the AFC East is the Dolphins. Hell, mm-hmm. they're probably the best wide receiver, starting wide receivers in the league. Yeah. But the thing is, after those two guys, there's a bunch of Jags, bro. Just other, just another guy. That's all they are. Listen, chosen. There's you, nobody that's even. Scared. You haven't listen. You haven't heard me tweet that nonsense that most of these Dolphin fans are. Oh tweeting no, I know that. I'm fully. I, right. I, 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 would, to you. I would never. I would. I would <laughs> I was, never. I was referring to you. But what I'm but saying like, is, and I talked. I talked to Danny about this. Like, I don't think Braxton Berrios. I get it. He's Danny. You hate him as a punt return character. I get that. But what I'm saying is, what he was doing in those two years where he had Zach Wilson as the main quarterback throwing to him, he did decent enough. And I said I will take those two years over what Cedric Wilson did last year here. Now, if you gave me Cedric Wilson from Dallas and how good he was in Dallas, for sure, I would say, hey guys, yeah, Cedric Wilson's sure- a bum. Right, but what I'm saying is if I got that Cedric Wilson, which is what I was hoping I would get last year, I would say, no, for sure we have a lock at number three. What I'm saying is I'm pretty comfortable as Braxton Barrios as a number three option because we have two huge distractions at the number ones on the outside. That's all I've been saying this whole entire time. And all I'm saying is Alan Lazar is going to be our receiver too. That's all I'm saying. Oh, he gunny. gunny. I mean, either way. Yeah, it's it's on. He's a jet. It's gonna be a benefit That's either not, way. Dakota, you don't need right. anything else. D- Dakota, you don't need anything else. If you have Hill no, and Waddle, yeah, you don't need I, anything I'm else. People say Bengals or, or or Seattle. Just look at last year's stats. It's not even close. No, like, come on, you can't. Nah. It's not. Let's let's be honest about it. Like, Here we go. The top Here we go. duo in the NFL. It's Waddle and Hill. What For they sure. did last year with a banged up Tua and have you, you Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy fucking it's Teddy No Water. If anything. So DK, uh, DK, the uh, Seattle had got to keep Gino for the whole year. The Bengals got to keep Joe Burrow for the whole year. And believe it or not, they didn't have two cool receivers on either team that even came close to touching the production of two of of uh, Hill and Waddle. 
mm-hmm. with Tua, freaking Skylar Thompson, and Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> it, I hate to admit it. I hate to admit it. They don't want to see it. But the fact is, they've got the best no. duo in the entire NFL, bro. That's, no, it's I not know. even close. <laughs> I'm just glad that their cornerbacks suck because if, if they had good cornerbacks, then we'd be, yeah. they'd be in trouble. I'm sorry. But, we don't have a Sauce Gardner on our team. We don't, I'm sorry. We don't have a Sauce Gardner on our team. Oh, Jalen Ramsey when he gets healthy, I guess. Right, when he gets healthy. But I'm saying right yeah. now to start the season off, it's yeah. Again, Xavier Cam Howard. Smith. Well, I, I'm, I'm again shut down Garrett Wilson. Let the other guys try to beat you. Whether you guys want to agree on who's number two, or number three. For me, I've been so, saying it. Garrett Wilson is question. the biggest problem at wide receiver on you guys. I'm just. Okay. I know we, we we went way over time, but this right. is what happens right. every time we get together. We should have right. known. Put an <laughs> right. hour aside. We got. I, I we got. We got to sign you on the contract, said, bro. We got to sign you on like the contract. Minutes, man. Y'all full of shit. We gonna be here for at least an hour. I'll say this. <laughs> so you do all that, right? Right, fanatic. You do all that. Yeah. Who's stopping our tight ends? Well, that that's the other point that I forgot because Danny just interjected like an a hole, like he always does. You guys have good tight ends. You guys yeah. have really. I, I like Jeremy Ruckert. I like ZJ. Who's I your love mama? Ruckert. But the fact is. If you, guys, if you guys do find a way to lock down both our receivers for, let's say, the majority of the game, Danny knows that I really wish Mike Gusecki was really used last year. We do not have a start. A we do not have a starting tight end on our no. team right now. We no, do not. Listen, I could probably play tight end for the Miami Dolphins right now. If you guys or anybody in the NFL finds a way to shut down Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, we have a problem because we don't have a dump off right now. We cannot throw to a tight end on this team right now, and that scares the shit out of me. Did Gasecki yeah. piss off McDaniels or something? Because I don't know. That dude was easily a top five, oh, wow. top three receiving I, tight end I, in the league. He wasn't even looked at on most downs. Did <laughs> he oh, piss him off? Oh, that, that that's I right. like that I comment. Forgot, we we, we didn't touch on it. We didn't touch yeah. on it. We're, we'll end it with this. Oh, and this? Gunny hasn't watched the episode. He's gonna watch right. it after he gets yeah, off here. Watch it. So uh, the preseason, the, I mean, the highlight basically, and at the end of the game. They, basically, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers calls out the play. He's like, tight end, open. If 42 comes uh, comes into the box. Yeah. And he was open in the end zone because he ran the wrong route. And, I mean, You'll they celebrated. It. Aaron Rodgers was happy. But Aaron Rodgers says, you run the wrong route and you get the ball? Like, so, what are you going to say, Manny? Hey, that's no, I, that, that was my point. That was, that oh, was my point. That's my quarterback. He goes, you run the wrong route, you get a touchdown. Apparently, that's how it works in the NFL. You run the wrong route, you get a touchdown. <laughs> I like that he called them out, man. Like, that's we're not my playing quarterback, that. bro. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go watch it. I'll, I'll yeah, tell you, yeah, yeah. listen, Dakota, come in with that fire because, Dakota, that's something I've been saying as well. I think Christian Wilkins is what Quentin Williams is to your, your defense, that the fact that you have to double-team Quentin Williams is only going to support the rest of your defense shining. And if we don't get Christian Wilkins, like, signed up the way you guys handled uh, Quentin Williams, it's going to be a problem for us. Shout out to uh, Joe Douglas and for to Woody Johnson for taking care of our players, unlike the Dolphins. All Oy. right. Oy. Gunny, <laughs> thank you, as always, for joining. Hopefully, we see more of your face this season. It's yes. Fun season. Yes. Sign on to the Batter Fans Network, Gunny. We need you. All right. Peter I'm Fanatic, here. I hate you. And if you're still <laughs> listening on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like and subscribe, share, comment, all that other good stuff. And if you were part of the chat, thank you for joining in on the show. We appreciate you guys. Hope you start tuning in every Tuesday night. Uh, during the preseason, we're going to be coming on after Hard Knocks is over. After that, probably a little earlier because this is kind of right. late. 
But yeah. regardless, we hope you guys keep rocking with us. And thank you for tuning in. And until hey. the next one. Go H- Jets. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. It's free, guys. It's free. Hit the like button. Support the brand. Have a good one. Good night.